Hi folks, this is Lee Papia. I'm a managing director at ICR and you are listening to a special edition podcast. I'm joined now by Claire Moylan. She's founder and principal at Gibbons Advisors. We also have David Gordon, shareholder at Pulsinelli, and Cynthia Romano. She's senior managing director at FTI Consulting. Guys, thanks for joining us. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. So the idea here is that there's an awful lot going on in terms of programming for live events and webinars centered around healthcare topics these days. And we want to run down uh, some of the recent ones and also look ahead uh, to stuff coming up uh, in the near future for the committee. Cynthia, I'm going to come to you first. You're co-chair of the healthcare committee. Are, are you guys usually so busy in terms of content creation this time of year, or is this a period of unusual activity? So ABI's healthcare committee is proud to bring thought leadership to the uh, to ABI and its members on a variety of topics concerning healthcare insolvencies from Article 9s was around one recent uh, one recent article written by our member. Uh, we track data, we look at sectors within healthcare and how they're doing. And as most people who are going to be listening to this know, healthcare was distressed before COVID, took a brief respite as uh, many organizations got a lot of cash during COVID, but operating metrics did not improve and then has had a tremendous amount of distress coming out of COVID. So we are as busy as we've ever been, but we try and make our thought leadership out to the community consistent throughout the year and beneficial to our members. Okay, thanks for that. Um, guys, let's go in chronological order here. Uh, David, I understand you were at the ABI Healthcare Conference along with Claire uh, in Tennessee back in September. Could you kick us off with a recap? How was attendance? Sure, it was great. It was, um, it's funny with that conference, the attendance isn't, necessarily super high but it's it, it's it's more of an intimate group you know a smaller group of people um and, and i think it's it should stay that way so for abi healthcare we typically have between 110 to 130 attendees um which is smaller obviously than a lot of abi's conferences but it's a really quality group you know it's all people who are very active in the space who are who are working primarily if not exclusively on healthcare insolvencies and so it's kind of like being in the room with all the people that you work with all the time. And so uh, I think 110 to 130 people for that conference is about right because it's a it's a small group, but it's all people that are super active in the space. So I, it was um, well attended in my book. What was your favorite panel? Um, I really like the healthcare antitrust panel. So we we did five panels. The last one of the day, and you know it's it's tough being on the last panel because everyone's trying to get out and trying to make their flights, but. It was on the intersection of the antitrust laws and the operations of hospitals and health systems, which, you know, for folks that are following what's going on with hospitals and health systems, it's a lot of consolidation, a lot of, you know, smaller players joining bigger systems. And so antitrust is a, you know, a key issue. It's not something that was on my radar a couple of years ago. It's something that's very much on my radar now. And so I, I thought the, um, Hospitals, health systems, and antitrust. Although the last panel of the day was my favorite panel. Bear, what about you? What was your takeaway? Good event? Yeah, I really love this event. Um, similar to David, um, it's for, for what we do, you know, healthcare restructuring, it's um, it's specific and so relevant to, to everything that we're living um, and breathing every day. So um, for anyone that, that, that wasn't there, um, definitely make an effort to go next year because uh, if you're if you're working in the space, um, everybody that that works in the space is there if they can make it. 
and the content is very relevant for for what we do and you always learn something yeah i actually sat through i, I sat in on all, all five panels this is my first time you know usually at abi you're running around you're having a mix of being in the panels and networking this was my first abi conference i i sat through um every minute of all five panels and it was a really rewarding conference cynthia you want to jump in here sure i have attended for the last probably five six years and each year i think it's better um for those who are thinking about coming and who have not gone in the past as claire said it's a terrifically focused panel or set of panels on uh, healthcare insolvency and all the things that surround it. As we all know, healthcare has some unique aspects to it in terms of insolvency that don't affect other industries. It's also a chance to meet with people who do pretty much exactly what you do, whether as FA or attorney or investment banker. And then I think the last thing is the um, the panels, as David said, were um, tremendously good this year. I think they're good every year, but they're just getting better as people up their game on thought leadership. Um, unlike so many venues, it's small enough that you can actually network with everyone and large enough to actually provide tremendous uh, thought leadership to the folks who join. Plus you're in Nashville, right? I mean, it's not a not a bad place to go for a conference. No, absolutely right. not. Uh, that that prompts me. Um, do we have um, any? Do we have an idea of when the next one is going to be? I guess it's not too early to start planning. Uh, Ten months uh, from now, we're working on it. The good news: it's going to be back in Nashville. Um, we're still trying to lock down the hotel, but it it looks um, as of now it's going to be early October. We'll be back in Nashville. You know, we'll get an announcement out once we have things finalized. But I think that conference, in my view, should always be in Nashville because it's really the it's like the Silicon Valley of healthcare, the healthcare capital of America. It's a great place to have a conference. It's a great city. So for the foreseeable future, we're going to keep it in Nashville. And after a week or two, uh, I hosted a webinar panel for, for ABI's business reorg committee, where we unpacked some of the challenges uh, facing the healthcare area in general. Uh, and then we specifically drilled down to look at hospitals and life science companies. Um, really, really great event. I'm, I'm very grateful uh, I had the opportunity to host this panel. We, we were joined by Barry Mandarino from B. Riley, uh, Jennifer Nasiri from Shepard Mullen, and Moa Ale from uh, Alex Partners. Um, and just some of the top line takeaways were that, you know, financing remains extremely challenging in this space across the board. Uh, hospitals are under all kinds of pressure as reimbursement rates lag, labor costs continue to rise, um, and life science companies, of course, are, are, are struggling as, as funding sources dry up. Um, the turnout was very, very strong uh, for this one. I was very much uh, pleasantly surprised uh, about by how many people turned out. And it wasn't uh, just attorneys, nothing against attorneys, but we had true diversity uh, from a disciplinary standpoint um, in the crowd, um, which you know is always uh, great to see. One of the things that, that really sticks with me uh, in particular was uh, Jennifer outlining the the tremendous operational challenges we're seeing um, in the hospital space today. Um, the the labor uh, situation, you know, continues to remain very very challenging. Uh, finding people to come in, uh, you know, and serve as nurses and in, in, in hospitals in general is hard. It's even harder on the rural side, um, and uh, a lot of tough questions you know, heading into 2024. Um, so again, very, very glad we got to do that panel. Um, and suffice to say, I, I learned a lot. Um, guys, in the, the time we have la left here, uh, wanted to start to look ahead for 
uh, events on the calendar through the remainder of November and December. Um, I guess next up, the committee has a panel on December 11th. Claire, would you mind unpacking this one for us? What's the topic? Yeah, sure. Um, so upcoming, we've got a webinar December the 11th. It's on predicting distress and opportunities in the healthcare sector. So we wanted to get some different voices um, than the usual suspects and hear from healthcare analysts. So um, they'll be teaching us what indicators they use to look at the health of the healthcare sector um, um, as a whole and then drilling in by subsector. Um, we'll also have Chris Ward from um, Pulsinelli on that to provide the, um, the lawyer's perspective on um, the outlook for the healthcare sector and we'll drill into the uh, winners and losers um, in healthcare at the moment. So who's who's winning and who's who's um, facing challenges based on the categories of players that are um, that are in the market. I should just note we've got um, the other panelists, Daniel Steingart, who's a VP and Senior Credit Officer at Moody's, and Ryan Sowers, who's the VP of Data Science at Definitive Healthcare. So you can register for that um, webinar um, through the ABI website. It's free. It's at lunchtime, uh, 12.30 Eastern time, going for a, a bit over an hour. So we're looking forward to that. Before that, though, we've got the Winter Leadership Conference coming up um, very soon. Um, so get booking if you haven't already. Um, it's in Scottsdale, Arizona this year, November 30th through December 2nd. Um, it's at the Fairmont Scottsdale Princess. There is a healthcare panel um, that's another um, opportunity to hear something a bit different. This time um, it's on senior care. It's called uh, Senior Care Financial Stresses in the Sector Across Borders. So here we've got the healthcare and international committees from ABI teaming up to um, look at the current headwinds in senior care and senior living across geographical locations. Something different, um, but, you, but you haven't considered that before. Um, we've got Susie Koenig um, from SAK Healthcare on the panel, um, Charles um, Peary, who's from CP Advisors in Johannesburg, South Africa, and John Thomas from Squire Patton Boggs. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting panel, and the whole conference um, looks really fascinating as well. It's not, not all on healthcare. There's a lot of um, subchapter five issues and, and other other issues in bankruptcy at the moment so um that's sure to be a great event yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to this one this is going to be my first time um out at winter leadership and just looking at not only the um the the, the programming that's uh, been established um obviously looks really really interesting but turnout looks absolutely spectacular uh, i'm sure it's going to be a great conference um it's it's a variable who's who uh, on on the the attendance uh, register at the moment, and uh, yeah, I mean, suffice to say, very much looking forward to this one. Absolutely. So we have a little time remaining here. I was wondering if I could just put everyone on the spot as we come upon the end of 2023. Uh, it's a good opportunity for predictions, David. Looking into 2024, what of your what are some of your top line predictions for the healthcare space? What do you think is going to happen? It, it's going to be busy. It's going to be busier in 2024 than it was in 2023. Um, our pipeline is so full of healthcare problems. We're we're honestly worried about 
how we're going to staff it all and how we're going to handle it all. So I think it'll be a busy year. I think uh, one of the things that could be interesting is behavioral health. And it's something that I'm here. You know, I don't have a ton of behavioral health experience. I have some, but we're more and more seeing money just plow into that space. Behavioral is like the hot thing. Um, and so I think it'll be really interesting to see how all this new capital flowing into behavioral health, how it impacts things, you know, whether it's, it's is it a growth opportunity? Is it a, is it a place where dumb money's going that's going to result in restructurings? You know, I think, I think time will tell, but I think that's something, you know, in the coming year, I'd like to be more involved in and try to learn more about because it's not right down the middle for me, but I think it's going to be interesting. And I think it's going to get pretty frothy in that space. Interesting. Claire, what about you? What does 2024 look like? Well, what we're, what we're seeing, um, our, our firm, Gibbons Advisors, we um, track healthcare bankruptcies um, where the liabilities are over $10 million, the Chapter 11 filing. And really interesting to see that um, in Q3 of this year, the case levels are 2.5 times where they were in Q3 last year and four times where they were in Q1 last year in 2022. Um, so the escalation we've seen, we're seeing in the number of cases um, is continuing to increase. Um, and the key drivers of distress um, don't appear to be abating. So um, it looks like, um, I agree with uh, Chris that the, oh, sorry, with David, sorry, that the number of cases um, that we'll see in the amount of distress um, will at least stay as, um, at this at this elevated rate in 2024. Um, one thing that is uh, a relatively new development in the data is the increase in hospital bankruptcies. Um, throughout the pandemic, there was a lot of government funding and, and relief um, that flowed particularly to the hospital sector. And as that wears back, as, as the um, hospitals that are losing money kind of burn through cash, um, we're seeing an increase in filings. And I think that that will continue um, into 2024. I think we're really only at the beginning of seeing um, a return of hospital bankruptcy filings after very few cases in the past few years. And Cynthia, I'm not going to let you off the hook here. Uh, looking ahead uh, for the next year, what are some of the things that are top of mind for you? So I think as everyone, as Claire and David have both said, and I think everyone in healthcare understands and acknowledges 2024 is going to be a very busy year for healthcare restructuring. Uh, there are some bright spots in terms of capital, as David mentioned, particularly in the behavioral healthcare space. But I think the trends driving uh, what we are seeing is a population that's living longer, the emergence of transformative technologies that have applications across the spectrum. Uh, I think everyone thinks it can be good in time, but what do you do in the meantime? And then continued global economic uncertainty. So as we look at those things, I mean, clearly AI is going to be one of the big drivers and hopefully for good. But as everyone scrambles to figure out what to do with it, uh, I think there's going to be some disrupt some further disruption. So uh, I think like everybody, we will have a busy 2024. I also would like to take this opportunity to say thank you on behalf of the ABI Healthcare Committee. Um, for those of you who have not participated in the committee, we study the unique aspects of healthcare insolvencies and monitor the various sectors of the healthcare landscape, providing attorneys, financial advisors, investment bankers, and other professionals who work in the space an opportunity to network. 
uh, to participate in educational programs and to provide thought leadership. All right, great. Let's leave it there for now. Uh, Listeners, if you haven't done so already, go sign up for the December 11th panel. And I hope to see many of you out in Scottsdale at Winter Leadership. I'm Lee Packett for ICR. Thanks for listening.